Thursday Finance. And, well, has anything exciting, Stephen Pritchard, been happening with the markets and commodities and oh, currencies? There's been a few things happening, but nothing really exciting. Mm. Nothing really exciting. No. Oh, well, will we scrap this segment? No, we can. <laughs> no, we'll just go on and see what they're doing, commodities. Okay, so the gold price was, was, was down $32.78 an ounce to $1,665. Does, does that indicate that people have got more confidence in the markets, the stock markets now? Um, gold's traditionally seen as a... Um, an asset to acquire at uncertain times, but I don't know. So it depends on how much it loses as to whether it's a, a fair weather sign. Yes, I think. Well, it would go up if it would go up dramatically if there was if someone got bombed or something. But mm, yeah, okay. Anyhow, <laughs> um, we don't want to try and see if that works. No. Um, uh, the copper price. The copper price was down forty one dollars a ton to eight thousand two hundred seventy eight dollars. And the crude oil price was down a dollar fifty four a barrel to ninety eight dollars fifty Australian. Mm-hmm. And the currencies, the US dollar, uh, the Australian dollar um, was pretty much steady against the US dollar, seventy four point oh one this week compared to seventy four point oh eight last week. Mm, it's pretty similar. Pretty similar. Um, we've risen a little bit against the Great British Pound of fifty six point six cents this week compared to 56.1 cents last week and against the euro um, 63.55 compared to 63.48 so the currencies are pretty much yeah no movements there yeah. to speak hmm. uh, the all ordinaries as of the close yesterday uh, was was da- was down 15.2 15.2 points on the week which was 0.2 percent to 6334 so really no movement there uh, the s p Index was 2,815, which was up 17.3 points, which is nothing really. Uh, the UK, 7,676 points, which was up 24.9 points. Um, and um, local stocks that are popular, um, BHP was down 13 cents to $33.44. Um, CBA was down 12 cents to $75.09, and NIB was um, $5.45, which was down two cents. Mm. And Telstra hasn't moved on the week, um, at $2.76 compared to $2.76 last week. But it was lower before that, wasn't it? Um, was yeah, it got down to two sixty two um, in the 27th of June week. Oh, so maybe it's on the way up. Mm, maybe. <laughs> um, and the other thing, of course, is our... Our fuel prices. Fuel tanks, um, yeah. The unleaded price in Newcastle was down 3.2 cents a litre to $1.44. And Sydney was $1.41, mm-hmm. which was up 5 cents a litre. And the diesel was $1.53.3, which is the same as last week, and Sydney $1.51.1. Mm, okay, so, no, so we're no still a bit diesel. more, bit more expensive than Sydney at the moment. It's mm. interesting the diesel price per litre has now overtaken that. Yeah, yeah, the ordinary petrol price. Yeah, mm. it's probably because there's all these people with diesel cars now. Yeah, well, I'm sure it is. <laughs> you mean they're a, a ready market? And time for our market update with Henry Jennings. He's from the Marcus Today Financial Newsletter. Over to you, Stephen Pritchard. So I, I can expect a bigger dividend check from BHP? I would say so, Stephen, yeah. I think uh, BHP are flush with cash, to say the least. I think 
a lot of these mining companies are. They've, they've been through the ringer in terms of getting costs down. They've got production up, and commodity prices have been relatively strong. They've, they've come off a little bit in the last few uh, few weeks because of all the trade talk, but uh, iron ore and coal and oil um, has, uh, has been doing very well for DHP. So, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a pretty good result from, from them. They had their good production report yesterday. Um, and that's certainly, um, they're going to be generous, I think, with the cash. Expect a big check. And Northern Star, the gold mine, is going to spend $60 million on exploration next year to try and discover some more gold? Well, it's kind of important for gold companies, really. Yes, yes. <laughs> to, uh, to find more gold. It's, yes. it's been surprising, really. The, the gold companies and Northern Star has been one of the, the standouts, mm-hmm. I guess, in the gold sector, have been performing so well. Um, and you know, despite the fact that the gold price has really been doing very little, but in Aussie dollar terms, it's been pretty steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got uh, all their costs down. Northern Star themselves had record gold production of nearly 194,000 ounces, uh, which was uh, well ahead of uh, their run rate for the year. That was just in the June quarter, so they're doing pretty well. Um, and they've got costs down to. Um, um, $982 Australian an ounce, which, when you bear in mind that um, Australian gold is um, around sort of $1,660 an ounce, um, that's not a bad profit margin. So, yeah, they're doing pretty well, but they have to find more, and that's the the joy of um, of mining companies. They do have to find more. Yes, uh, that's right. They've been excellent. Northern Star's been a very good performer. Oh, it's been been it. And uh, Bigger Cheese is acquiring an additional dairy processing plant from uh, Saputo. Yeah, this was Murray part Dolben. of the, uh, the deal that Saputo made to enable them to uh, to do their takeover. And they had to get rid of this plant, and uh, Bigger have picked it up, which is good. I think they're paying around $250 bucks for it. And it does give Bigger um, that sort of growth um, sort of uh, ability. So the market took that quite positively yesterday. Um, it's funny, we don't take it quite so positively today. So I think it was up strongly yesterday and it's down 5% today. So um, the market is a fickle beast, um, but it's doing well. But talking of fickle, have you have you seen the rise of Afterpay today, Stephen? You know, no, no. Millennial favourite of the method of paying for stuff you can't really afford. Um, uh, it's, it's up 15% today. I reckon there's going to be lots of bad debt write-offs in that thing at some stage. Well... <laughs> Um, it's not showing up yet, that's for sure. No, it never uh, does to start with. Um, and, you know, the, um, I guess the, the beauty, as they see it, is that, um, you know, it's on a very short cycle. Yes. And once you've had a bad debt, you're basically, that's it, you're locked out, you're finished, you're gone. Um, so they do look as if they've got that under control, and they are powering ahead. It's now a, um, a $3 billion company. Yeah, it's just amazing, really. It's just amazing. It is. It is. And pushing into America, so it's one we hold a lot of. I have to say we've been fans for some time. Okay. Mm. David Jones is accepting it now, I saw the other day. I think everyone is. It's it's just, it's become a verb as well. It's got that popular with certain people that it's it's become a verb and 95% of their users reuse. Oh, 
better than cigarettes. I mean, I mean, I asked around the office, and some of the juniors had used it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is their market, yeah. uh, especially you know, young people who don't want to go into debt yeah. on credit cards and things. Um, they're very happy to uh, to pay for something in four easy payments yeah. over over eight weeks. Yeah, and the, the local hairdresser is taking zip pay now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So that's a competitor. So I don't know how that works, but you can pay your haircut off. But of course, by the time your first one's paid for, you're still three payments. So by the time that. Yeah, it's you know, they're sort of a, a line of credit sort of thing. Yes. Uh, you must be going to a very expensive hairdresser, Stephen, that's all I can say. So apparently there's a big toilet paper war going on between. Uh, uh, Coles and Woolworths with Sorbet and some other brand called Quilton? Yeah. This is this all goes to a company called Alasio, or, um, which is basically they make uh, toilet rolls, Sorbet. Um, yes. And, and the problem they've got, and I guess this is a problem that lots of people have, is that they, their, their products become a, a commodity. There's nothing particularly different in toilet papers, although they would have you believe it with Labradors and, and puppies and stuff. Um, but, of course, it's become a bit of a battleground in the supermarket. And I actually just popped down to my local Woolies and had a little squeeze, and there's lots of yellow stickers on the toilet roll section, and you can buy them in you know, packs of 50 or whatever 50? it is. 50? Oh, 24 or something. But um, it has become a commodity, and, and the problem they've got is the pricing has come down, whereas input costs have gone up. The yep. pulp prices have gone up, and electricity prices have gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clearly, it takes a lot of electricity to, to make a toilet roll. So um, they've really suffered, uh, and the bottom has fallen out of their market, and uh, the stock price has gone very badly south. Um, it's sort of plunging all-time lows. They've had problems in the past, um, but they certainly seem to have problems at the moment. They're down. They were uh, $1.30 before um, the proverbial hit the, uh, the spinny thing, and uh, now they're 78 cents. Oh, well. Did this come out of private equity or somewhere else? Uh, um, I'm not... I don't don't think this one actually came out of private equity, amazingly enough. I think most of the disasters tend to. This one one didn't. Oh, I suppose this wasn't foreseeable. Um, So... Yeah, well, I mean, we always have to buy that one with the flowers on it. Oh, do you? Yeah, well, Margaret always buys that. Okay. I don't know what brand it is, though. No. Uh, um, Ram- Ramsey's bid for a, a health company in the Scandinavia because they've got apparently got some digital technology. Yeah, Ram- Ramsey's been under a lot of pressure, and I have to say I can't really see it ending anytime soon. It has kind of tried to pick itself back up again, um, it did get down to sort of 53 bucks, and now it's back up to 55. They bid a billion bucks for this uh, this business in Sweden, and uh, it was uh, called Capio, and um, they were um, they were hoping that they were going to get it, but unfortunately, the Swedes have knocked them back, and it may have stirred the honeypot in that there may be some other people lurking in the wings. Now this wasn't a, a complete Ramsey deal because this was um, Ramsey were buying this through their joint venture in France, uh, which were the guys um, doing the bidding. But um, certainly, um, I guess it shows that they've got some acquisitions in mind. But um, Ramsey really have been um, struggling both locally um, and also um, internationally with their they're very big. I think they're the largest private hospital owner in France, and they've got a big uh, UK business as well. And of course. UK business is very much um, National Health Service, yeah. which is not in a good state either. So um, it has.
suffering. It is showing some signs of, uh, of picking up, but um, I think it's got a long way to go before we can uh, say that it's out of the woods. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mortgage Choice is trying to get out of the woods? <laughs> yeah, uh, Mortgage Choice, they've, um, they came in for a lot of criticism um, from uh, one or two of their franchisees talking about uh, levels of remuneration and how it was you know, living on the poverty line. Um, you know, I, I know some of the guys inside Mortgage Choice and you know, there's some Mortgage Choice people that do really, really well and clearly some that are doing not so well. Um, and the not so well ones were whinging and moaning, and as, as you would expect. So they have changed their remuneration uh, package and upped the amount that brokers get. Um, they're going to have to cut some costs and they're going to have to uh, uh, restate a little bit of their profits in terms of going forward stuff. Um, and it looks as if it's, I wouldn't say it's out of the woods because uh, mortgage broking is very much in the spotlight after the um, the Royal Commission and we're yet to hear what the Royal Commission's findings would be. And of course, uh, banks are um, looking to, um, to change the system, shall we say. And even Commonwealth Bank is looking to sell down its, um, its holding in mortgage choice, they down around 15% of mortgage choice. So um, there's, there's a lot going on in the background of this business, um, despite the fact that it's got a great, um, it's got a great trailing book it's got a great, you know, it's got a great book of, um, of past mortgages, which gives them a big trailing fee. But whether that uh, keeps them in fine fettle remains to be seen. And um, speaking of remuneration, the pizza man's now the highest-paid CEO in Australia. Can you believe it? Can you well, believe it? He, he got paid thirty-nine million dollars for flogging pizzas. I yes. mean, really. You, you you know my views on Domino's, um, and you know the the the, the, uh, the reason is that he's done such a good job in uh, turning this business into a you know, a huge business that uh, he's got all these uh, performance uh, rewards and bonuses and incentives. But just to put this in perspective, and these are two ridiculous things as well. I think Ronaldo is getting thirty eight million dollars a year to play football yes and um actually i think that's euros yes. um and um domino's man is getting 39 million dollars to get young kids to deliver pizzas on push bikes yep and a number of the franchisees claim they're going broke yep so you know it's 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 been a, a big um, disappointment for shareholders this year. It did get down to 40 bucks at one stage. It's back up to 50 It does bobble around. The company would have you believe that they're a technology company. Mm. I would say piffle. No, they're not. You are a pizza company that delivers stuff. Yep. Um, and that's that's it. And there's lots of other people now, there's people like Menulog and Deliveroo yes, and stuff. Right. But it was not just pizza, but anything you want. Yes. So, you know, I'm still scratching my head. The PE has come down quite a lot, um, but they have made some very ambitious um, forecasts for their profit, um, which were very much reliant on a, a massive splurge of World Cup-induced pizza munching, um, both in Australia, Germany, and France. And I don't know about you, but Australia got knocked out early. Germany got knocked out early. And the French went on to win it, but I'm not sure they're as great a pizza lovers as, as they would need to be to... Uh, I to, wouldn't have thought they liked Domino's yeah. pizzas. I thought they'd have gourmet pizzas in France. But, um, but yeah, so I'm, a, I'm still very sceptical.
skeptical about this one. It's very heavily shorted, and any company that pays a bloke thirty-nine million bucks to run it, you know, that, that's just crazy. That's, yeah, I couldn't. Believe eight eight hundred thousand dollars a week. I could not believe it. I could not believe. No, it's just, it's just madness, isn't it? Yeah. Eight hundred grand a week. Yeah. What's the hourly rate? Oh, well, it depends how many hours. I mean, he's, he's he'll, he'll, he'll say he works 80 hours a week, so it's 10,000 like an hour. I think he does. 10,000 an hour. Jeez. I'd like to think he would wake, work yeah. 80 hours a week. Still, yeah. 800 grand a week, 80 hours. Hmm. Yeah, anyhow, we don't yeah. make that much. Nice work if you can get it, Stephen. Yeah, we've got to get it, Henry. And then Bank, Bank of Queensland's banned loans for Bitcoin. Yeah, oh, well. good laugh there. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised they loaned money for people to buy Bitcoin in the first place, but that's a complete other story. But yeah, I guess um, this is just a crackdown on um, irresponsible lending, not just and we're seeing it not just with housing, um, investor loans, but we're yeah. now we're seeing it with Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk to you again next week, Henry. Thanks, Stephen. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks, Annie. And Stephen Pritchard, finding out about superannuation and many things that we need to um, think about as regards our superannuation with Ian Moranti. And so um, there's various ways you can, even though the government's dramatically restricted how much you can put into super these days, there's various ways you can still grow your super balance to, to fund your retirement. So um, do you want to talk about some of those? Uh, yes, Stephen, the... Uh, we shouldn't underestimate the importance of uh, making our super grow, even through small, regular contributions. And there's benefits there in either salary sacrificing uh, towards super, which is a contribution before tax, or an after-tax contribution. And the benefit of that can be uh, demonstrated fairly easily from things like there's a uh, on the ASIC Money Smart website, there are calculators there which you can use to demonstrate uh, diagrammatically, so you can actually see it fairly clearly, the benefit of those extra contributions. So that, the, will, that will show you how much, if you put an extra $100 a month in or a week, yes. it shows you when you're retired how much it's... Over time, yes. Oh, okay. So you put in some basic uh, features such as your age, uh, when you're going to retire, and then the... Uh, software does the rest of the uh, demonstration for you. Okay, and that's on the ASIC doc. On ASIC. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so, so then one of the other big, one of the other big things that can dramatically affect your returns in your super is um, where the money's invested. Now, mo most funds have a whole range of options, going from cash to conservative to um, growth. Growth, yeah. high growth, high risk, <laughs> super high risk. So, so what do you need to look at when you're looking at your investment options? Um, first of all, I think looking at an option that is going to help you to achieve your objectives. Um, an important factor there is the sleep test at night, but there's also consideration that super is a long-term investment. And so... Uh, in that long-term view, you need to take into account the fact that there's going to be ups and downs in markets. But, uh, for instance, if you look at the difference over long-term between the return on a cash option and a growth option, uh, if the difference of that averages out at 4% a year over a 30 or longer time period, that's going to make a big difference in the final result that you're going to have in your super. So... 
a good starting point is understanding the options that are available uh, to you uh, through your fund. Most funds have fact sheets or investment guides and a lot of funds also offer uh, advice over the phone with a financial planner or financial planning service and uh, some of those are actually free services now as well for single issue advice so it's well worthwhile taking advantage of those and just making sure that the option that you're uh, investing in is going to help to give you the most at retirement uh, but in the the comfort zone that you're uh, looking for. So what you mentioned the sleep test, what's the sleep test? The sleep test is being able to uh, sleep at night and not worrying about your um, super if the market goes up or the market goes down. Uh, it's, there's uh, not a lot of value in, in worrying about that and, uh, continually. So if you understand what's happening with your super and with your investment, and I think that applies to any investment, uh, Stephen, if you understand it, you've got a lot better uh, chance of uh, not, not worrying about it unduly. So does the ASIC Smart Calculator um, or the ASIC Calculator allow you to um, change the returns? Is it there? There are um, returns assumed in it. Okay. Uh, but some of the calculators available do allow you to put in the investment option that you want. Okay. And that says, okay, if you're invested in cash, there's an assumption of return there, maybe three percent per annum. Yep. Uh, but otherwise, a share-based portfolio might have an assumption of 7%. Okay, so you can actually model up the difference of the returns yes, yep. and see what the outcome's going yep. to be at the end. Yep. Okay, well, that's good. That's good to know. And then one of the other issues um, is is insurance. Now, you know, we often get people coming into our firm and they're complaining about these fees coming out of the out of the out of the uh, fund because when you look at it, a lot of the fees is actually for the insurance policy yep. um, and of course no one wants to have insurance until something goes That's wrong right. <laughs> so what do you need to think about there yeah uh, you need to look at the uh, your own personal circumstances and how much insurance you need to cover those critical uh, aspects of your life for instance a, a single person without uh, debt needs uh, a lot less cover than someone who might have four or five dependents, a mortgage. Uh, so it's about assessing what stage at, you're at with your life and the what would happen, uh, where would you be placed financially if an event was to happen that stopped your income, your regular income from coming in? Yeah, so the... the, the, the um insurance in the super fund can cover other things than just death? Yes, the, uh, the main types of insurance are the death insurance, the uh, total and permanent disability, which is uh, payable if you're unable to work in your normal uh, occupation. And there's also uh, income protection, which is payable for either, say, one or two years or through till age 65. And it normally is, say, 80 uh, percent round about there of your normal income and so the fund your fund can give you a quote on those insurances. yes they can yeah yes. yeah and normally the uh, premiums are fairly competitive with those because they're obtained on a group uh, yeah basis. i know i know uh, our firm that that we've got a group policy and the the, the policy that we're the premium we're paying for the 
for the whole of the firm is less than mine individually. Yeah. Yeah, so there are significant discounts yeah. that are being obtained on these group policies through SIPA. And we'll come back in a minute and talk about um, um, what happens if your life changes or life events change, what you need to do then when you look at your superannuation. Um, one, of, one of the things about um, superannuation is uh, it's not a set and forget as, as, as far as people's changes in life. I mean, people get married, they buy a house, they have children. Um, these are some of the events that trigger a need to review the... <laughs> the superannuation, not just when you, not just when you retire. Yeah, they, they certainly are, Stephen. It's a matter <laughs> of uh, making uh, the the use of those opportunities that come along with those changes. Uh, it might be that, uh, for instance, we've just been talking about the insurance that uh, you can adjust the level of the cover that you have uh, through your fund. For instance, if you take on debt, if you uh, have children dependents. Uh, and then the other end of the scale is when dependents might, uh, children particularly, might grow up and leave. Uh, your financial ability to make contributions, it might be that you can uh, increase the contributions that you're making to super yourself if you have more disposable income. Uh, and then also think about the uh, death benefit nominations that uh, we don't like to think about these things sometimes, but it can uh, save a lot of uh, trouble and, and cost uh, and stress for those that uh, uh, we're leaving super benefits to if we put things in place prior to... Uh, death, death benefit nominations are particularly important yeah. when you have blended families yes, to yeah. make sure that your superannuation ends up where you want it, want to. it because yeah. otherwise the trustee is just as likely to give it to the current spouse. Uh, well, the trustees have to go through a process yes. of allocating it, but yeah, it's very important for you to work out who uh, you would prefer your super to be paid paid to. Okay, and um, superannuation funds are, um, a few years ago asked for TFNs to be provided, and and, and um, some people didn't provide them. So, what was the consequences of not providing your tax file number to your superannuation uh, fund? You may. Uh, end up paying more tax in certain circumstances and if you do have lost super it's harder to track you down and, and reunite you with your super okay i think that we've run out of time there Anne. so we'll see you back in we definitely five or six need weeks. to see you back there's a, a lot to say about super and it's good to keep up to date thank you very much ian morandi thank you very much